Hello and welcome back to episode 29 of the Back Pocket Banner podcast. We're joined by another special guest today. He's a household name up in the Wimmera. He has won plenty of flags and has also received countless awards over his career to date, playing for Glenelg in the Sandville, Horsham Demons in the Wimmera and now Haribamo in the Horsham District. He's won back-to-back flags and Della medals in the Horsham District as a two-time Premiership coach of Haribamo. We welcome Nick Pekin. Thanks for joining us, Nick. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. No worries. So, for a start, I'll take you back a bit. So, tell us a bit about your background and early days and where you kind of discovered your passion for footy, I guess. Uh, yeah, look, that's taken me back a few years now. Um, yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess that started with my old man, Ed. Uh, he, coached, he coached the juniors at Naradua back when I was about – about 10 years old. I remember running around in the minis there on the Radjura Footy Oval, uh, yeah. which are currently merged with Quantong. So, um, but yeah, that, that's when I found my passion, I reckon. And, and just with the camaraderie with the boys back way back then, and dad coached the under 16s, it was. And I remember playing for the opposition and ended up having my first concussion actually that day. I remember at Quantong, I got knocked out by my teammate playing for the opposition. So that wasn't, wasn't handy. But that, that there, you know. Yeah, no, nah, it's not good, <laughs> yeah. especially as a young bloke. But that that then um, certainly sparked, I guess, my my career then, and, and it started then with Dad being the coach, and just the passion that he had. Yeah, it was my inspiration to then join coaching as well, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So growing up, was footy the main sport you played, or was there other ones that you're pretty passionate about too? Yeah, yeah, football and tennis. Summer sport was a tennis scenario down at Clear Lake Courts, which have got about well, 10-foot trees growing through them now, unfortunately. But it's on my list to go revamp them up. But, yeah, football and tennis yeah. were the main sports growing up and um, always into the cross-country running at school. But that sort of dissipated as I got older. Yeah. yeah. So you said, did you mention you played your juniors at um, Naraja? What are some of your favourite memories from back yep. then? You kind of touched on it before. Oh, yeah. Well, as I said, we're only young then till we merged and then I went into Horsham um, to play under 16, 17s in there. But Niradua, uh yeah, probably mucking around in the in change rooms and that sort of thing when the seniors finish. You'd, you'd do what all little kids did. You'd get up there and you'd create a bit of hoo-ha around the boys, <laughs> which is always fun. But, yeah, probably the more the more junior memory I had was at Horsham Footy Club Um with the with the under seventeens there and and going close to winning flags always amongst it because they're a strong club and um, yeah playing in the two thousand seven was my first premiership senior flag um, yeah so that was a good fond memory under Stewie Farr yeah uh, yeah as you just touched on how special was that I think you were only seventeen winning a senior premiership must be pretty awesome at the time. Yeah, absolutely. It was a very good feeling. Um, and I always had it actually at that game, there was a, a recruit, a scout for Glenelg there. Um, yeah, and he actually ended up getting four of us to go across the year after. But that, that 07 flag, um, always having that success in my background, I guess, um, was a lot easier in managing that. But the support you had around you was awesome. Like, it was, I took it for granted for sure, as every young kid d- d- did at the time does now. You sort of just don't – you look back and think, geez, I wasted a few opportunities or I wasted not spending the time. More importantly, with family, you're just mucking around a bit too much. But, yeah, as the years go on and you certainly appreciate the um, the good seasons that you do have. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the move away. Um, 
to Adelaide, you pursued the footy with Glenelg and took a job up as a mechanic over there. How hard was it to move away from the farm? Uh, yeah, look, you've done your research, boys. Yeah, got a couple of mechanics tickets, so that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was really good. Glenelg got us, got me the job there, and the the branch manager at the time was very in, in depth with the Glenelg Footy Club, so I was always handy to go if we had an early game or you know training, I could knock off about half past three or four o'clock, so that was quite handy. But um, yeah, no, look, that that were really good. Um, in supporting us in the move over there, but leaving the farm, I think, oh, I was, oh, you know, I'd probably made up my mind as a 17-year-old that I wanted to get out and, and branch out and do new, um, meet new people and, you know, create new friends and, and a bit, bit of, you know, different opportunity. I was always going to come back to the farm. Mechanics was going to help that. But, uh, yeah, and I was ended up staying for a little while and I probably first initially thought. Yeah, yeah, I've actually seen a photo of um, you young lads looking pretty fresh with the shades on <laughs> with the Glenelg gear on. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I probably developed a bit later than everyone else, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what were some of your goals up at Glenelg and did you achieve them or get what you, out yeah, of Yeah, I, I guess for me... Uh, let's get let's go back a few steps. Like the Rebels system, I was never selected. I was I've, I've got the I've got a pretty what do you say awkward or nice style of kicking. So most blokes, most re- recruiters or scout people were fairly deterred by that. Um, and my height size, I was never going to go any further. But Glenelg, I just wanted to push as far as I could um, whilst I could at the time. And I never played league, which was the seniors over there, but. Um, Initially went across, played the under-19s um, and, yes, and the league were in the grand finals whilst we were still playing as well. So I was very strong at the time, but no regrets. I did everything I could. Um, very good lifestyle in Glenelg. You do three nights, four nights of training and then you're, you're down the beach on the other nights after a gym session. So it was quite nice and, yeah, no regrets at all. I went as far as I needed to go and, um, yeah, yeah, how did you find the um, competition over there to compared to what you were used to back um, in Horsham? Yeah, uh, it was obviously very skillful. You got a lot of people, um, you know, that you train. You're training like an AFL club. You have your job as well, so that that put a lot of pressure on top. So you had to be really on your game. And oh, look, the professionalism there was just through the roof. Like you'd have your gym two, three times a week, and then you're training on the other the other night. So it was, it was seven days a week commitment like Saturday footy and then your Sunday compulsory recovery. So it was very good to see that professional side of the game and try and implement that um, when you go back to the grassroots footy clubs and, and, yeah, help everyone out that way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in your three-year stint with Glenelg, you suffered a lot of injuries, including hand, knee and ankle injuries. How hard were these to overcome <laughs> both physically and mentally? Yeah, we've done the research a bit there. <laughs> Yeah, good job. I don't know how you, how you actually got that. Um, yeah, don't tell anyone. <laughs> um, yeah, look, the knee, obviously the hand first. You, you're trying to – you're refreshing my memory. Um, yeah, look, it was a broken knuckle. But, uh, yeah, look, that that was fine. Um, you just work a lot harder in the gym and you can still run, so that was no dramas. Uh, the knee, the knee I did uh, – you'd probably tell me now. Was it the under-19s grand final or – or the reserves flag the next year. Um, yeah, look, I've, I don't have much meniscus left in the left left in the left knee, but uh, yeah, I'll, I've just got to manage that. Just keep on the uh, the um, strengthening exercises. But in time, I'll certainly get a bit of arthritis in there. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think bef- um, before your knee injury, you're in pretty good form um, in the twos. So you're probably um, nearly a genuine chance to get a league gig if that didn't come at that time. Yes. Wow. It sounds like you've been talking to the league coach at the time because that's yeah. exactly what he said. <laughs> if we didn't have that, if I didn't get that injury then, yeah, I certainly, well, I would have thought I was pushing for it and he, he told me that. So I'd like to think he was genuine with his word. But, yeah, unfortunate. But, um, you know, it was a strong, strong side at the time and I'm still talking to the, those league players like Benny Mills, the captain over there. He's, he's um, pretty renowned back then. But they got rid of a few players when the year I left. Um, those older generations. So they were in on a rebuilding phase and they certainly did well last year to, yeah, they um, did the right thing there and got the premiership. But yeah, um, yeah mentally as well, it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't for me at the time, as I said, you're surrounded by good people and you're living in a, a big country town that's got a, a nice beach and sand along it. So yeah, you can certainly take the time out to enjoy all that. Yeah. Yes. In 2011, you returned to the Horsham Demons with a SANFL under 19 flag under your belt. And had uh, immediate success with the Demons winning three out of the next four flags. What was the dominant period like for you and for the club? Yeah. Um, don't forget that reserve. Reserves like it going to too, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah now, um, going back to Horsham, uh, yeah, back, back in 2011, it was obviously that immediate sense of professionalism that I drew on and I wanted to get into that coaching side. So immediately under the assistant of job, um, yeah, and under Julie Burke and Brad Hardigan, which were good people to learn off and to feed off. So, yeah, at the time, they were still a strong club as well. Um, and obviously being my, my let's say, uh, local club, I guess, yeah, it was immediate impact to get back in there and, and just throw all I could have, throw, throw everything at it. Like I just keep wanting to win flags and just keep doing the best I can and, and that thing. And we were surrounded by good people there too. They run a club very, very well, very much similar to uh, Harry Balmoral in terms of their junior preparation and and um, giving the juniors a run. So, yeah, um, look, it was, it was unreal. And, yeah, to win those few flags once coming back, it just you never, you never don't want to win a flag. You obviously play football for that reason. But, yeah, yes. that, each one, they just keep getting better and better, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I guess when you, win, when you win one, you just want to experience it. Again, so get a lot of motivation out of that too. Oh, spot on. Yeah, you, you, you get that taste, mate. And if, I know people haven't won flags before and I feel for them, but once you do win one, you just want to keep winning them and win them and get that feeling at the end of the year holding the cap up with the boys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, in 2015, at the end of the season, you went down uh, in the granny um, and we believe you offered uh, 50K to go to Harrow but declined the offer. Um <laughs> Can you, I've done a bit of research and can you confirm and deny uh, this, this quote, money isn't an issue with me, 50K is pocket money in comparison to what I make on my farm. Can you just confirm or deny that? <laughs> I strongly deny that one. He was, but I do remember someone throwing that figure over the fence after the game or during the game or something. There's, there's a, quite a few rumours floating around that, that uh, period and oh, I just laugh at it. I sort of get, you know, nothing like a bit of friendly banter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, at the end of the following year with Horsham Saints winning the last couple of flags, you decided to make the move to Harrow. What was the motivation behind this move there? Yeah, look, um, it was it – was, 
obviously knowing a few of the Harrow Balmoral boys originally for the last few years, well, as I've grown up, to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah, I should have went there back in 2005 when I went to Horsham. I was, I was actually going to go play juniors at Harrow under Adrian Talay coaching. So it's a yeah. bit of history for you. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, look. Uh, Michael Phelan, he was a very big driver in us coming, Sarah and I, and my Jack was our oldest, youngest, our oldest kid at the time. Um, so, yeah, he was a major influence, want to play footy with him because I always tried to get him at Horsham, but he wouldn't make the move, the bugger. So, <laughs> yeah, him and him and, and close mates with Aaron McDonald as well and and played, uh, played the um, footy with them at Naradua. So we just wanted to get back amongst those grassroots and, and give something back there. But, yeah, they were, the, they were fairly big influences. And time for a change. Like, we, we were living – we bought the property here at Canagal back in 2011, 2012. So, you know, we were – I was over the – not over the travel into Horsham, but just, you know, somewhere close, more family time to be spent here. And, the you know, trainings at Harrow and Balmoral went far away and wanted to get involved with the community too was, a, was another huge reason. Yeah, yeah, definitely more convenient. Um, after your first year at Harrow, uh, which was a narrow loss in the grand final to Southern Mallee, and Horsham Demons won the flag that year too, were there any regrets about <laughs> leaving the D's or were you happy like you're on the right track um, at Harrow as well? Yeah, oh, look, you always have in your back of mind, bugger, I shouldn't have left there and they won the flag. We didn't, but nah, look, there was no regrets at all. I was quite content in, in where we were at and what we had achieved. Um, disappointing that we lost, but we made it. Um, Giants were Oh, they were a very strong side, and they ended up bloody going into the Wimmer League anyway, and, and playing off in the grand final. So, which well, maybe they should have been there initially, but no, we we gave it our all, and um, yeah, no regrets at all. The 2018 season was a successful one for the Harry Boys, winning the flag against strong Calcay side. Must have been pretty pleasing and taste success with the new club, and share the moment with your kids and family. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I've still got that photo. I think it's in a frame somewhere beyond here. I should put it on the wall. But, um, yeah, yeah, finally, it's more of a sense of relievement for, you know, let's say a guy like Hamish Ellis who played in five losing grand finals. So for him to win one and, you know, there's a few boys on the same path. But, yeah, it was a sense of achievement for those guys who put in a lot of hard work because after, after that amount of losses, you know, you get people who could just fall away and go you know, bugger it. I'm, you know, I'm over losing. So it was really good that they stuck with their guns, um, even jumped on board with the new game style and whatever on those type of things that we implemented. So, yeah, very happy we won that in 2018. And I think uh, a lot of other people beyond the scenes were as well. Yeah, yeah good for those boys. And yeah, kicking three and amongst the best as well. It's good to perform in the big games as well. <laughs> yeah, oh well, tried to do my little bit, but uh, it was a Rackman's Award on that day. <laughs> <laughs> with, um, Anthony, with Anthony done, Close being the best one. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You've obviously done a fair bit of coaching over your career so far. Um, you kind of touched on it earlier, but was that something you always wanted to get into? I think as a, as a younger bloke, um, just watching Stewie Farr when I played in the first senior flag in 07 at Horsham, like he, uh, he's a fairly big inspiration and he led by example in the way he went about it. And I just thought, yeah, you know what? I wouldn't mind getting involved some way. And when I come back in 2011 under Geordie Burke and Brad as an assistant there in Horsham, um, yeah, just I was like, yeah, this is this is what I enjoy and want to get more involved in. And always learning. Always need to do a lot more than what I do now. Uh, geez, sorry about that. The cat just jumped on the table. It scared me. Um, so, yeah, just um, 
yeah, just really, really want to keep um, expanding my knowledge around that area and keep improving not only football side of things, but the communication between the players and, the, and a playing coach is always hard too. Yeah, yeah. Did you consider yourself like a natural leader from the start or was it something you really had to develop and, and learn, like you said, with experiences? Yeah, I'd like to think it. Some of it comes a bit naturally, just because the way I play, I guess, and I, and I guess I, I talk more through the actions that I do on field, um, and I just need to probably uh, keep learning more about that communication off field to the playing group and to individuals alone. Because um, as I said, yeah, look, I, I do lead by. I like to think I lead by example, and then players can follow that. So you preach what you pray there. Um, yeah, so always learning that communication side, but, um, yeah, it hasn't always come natural. <laughs> yeah. So now into the 2019 season, going in as the hunted side, what was your feel around the group and were you confident you could go again? Yeah, yeah, I think the feeling was there. The taste for success was there. Um, finally, we got one and, as you said, I thought people might go, oh, yes, we've got it, right, I see you later. But, um <laughs> You know, everyone knew the core group and, and what age group that was at and the sense of achievement could have been had and were to be had was was high. And, yeah, you would have been mad to leave the club at that period and at that point in time with the kids coming through and, um, you know, and where the group was at and the enjoyment, hopefully, that everyone was having. So, look, you know, you don't earn success without having an enjoying culture to be a part of and to be around them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Blair and myself have... Obviously, no first hand how special it was last year for us to win and to win a flag with your brothers. Yeah, pretty cool. But for the whole club, it must have been just unreal to win all three on the day and just just um, sum up oh, on a good yeah. note. Oh, absolutely. And, and yeah, you've summed Shagger up before. Ryan McClure, the way he went about in coaching you boys, the junior um, brigade, it was it was second to none, and you like set the tone on the day. For sure, like if if you guys hadn't have gone that way, we're going to oh, okay. And then if the twos hadn't have followed through, it's, it makes it a lot harder. But when you when you've got a bit of belief, you've got the three teams there for starters. But then you've got the belief that wow, we could achieve something special here and go down in a bit of history for the club and in the area. And um, you know, it brings people together. It was it was pretty special. Um, that photo it'll always be in the back of my mind. Yeah, we're all in the middle of the ground, and you know, there's there's. 150 people in it with three winning premiership sides there too. So with three cups, so it was um, it was very memorable. And yeah, I'll never forget that moment. Yeah, yeah it's great. It was awesome. I, I had the like going into I guess a few people around the club maybe had doubts about the um, the resis because it was like Natty had a few back and it looked like it would be a pretty tough game. But their win as well, wheeled them over the line and then and it um, yeah set tone for the ones as well. Yeah, yeah. Look, and it was. Great to finally get the reserves premiership over the line because obviously they've been so close over the years. Um, and Shoey, Nathan Newman coaching those lads. I think he did everything right throughout the season um, to to get to you know the blokes to where they are at. He, he played the good blend of older and young guys, and um, yeah, there was a, there was a lot of will to win on that day. And as you said, I think the with you guys being in there and winning as well, it sort of gave them an extra motivation. Say, right, oh boys, we're not going to be the only team to lose here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think there was a pretty ridiculous start. I think the Rezies had won something like forty-six games and oh in the home and away seasons and hadn't won a flag for a couple of years. So it was pretty unfortunate, but it would have been um, pretty pleasing for those boys 
to finally get one. Spot yeah. on. Spot on. A long time coming. Uh, it must have been an honour as well to be presented with the league BNF, the Della Medal, for the second year in a row and kind of cap off the whole season. Yeah, look, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, certainly, certainly, uh, not going to throw, give it back to them, but there was a lot of yeah. good plays, not only in our side, but in the league in general. Uh, you know, you got like Eric Guthrie, Cody Deutscher, oh, geez, you know, Peter Stoudy playing through the midfield with Will Plush. We, we should have all taken votes off each other, but I won't give it back. But at the end of the day, I'm not about those individual accolades. It's about getting yeah. that bloody holding that big silverware up at the end of the day with, with 25 of your mates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all contributed a fair bit throughout the season. I guess that's why it ended up winning. Yeah, oh, spot on, spot on. The club has got a grant to build and redo the club rooms in both Harrow and Balmoral. And from what we've seen, we can't wait to use them. It must be pretty exciting for everyone involved up there. Obviously, pretty good facilities now. Oh, they're unreal. I just, I just want to get in there and wreck a hook on the wall or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, um, yeah, look, you know, the, the both committees have actually has, have gone around to other clubs and picked out the good bits of every club. So the rooms are decked out. The, the flooring's unreal. It's not slippery. They all open up to be huge rooms. Um, you know, the, the community facility in general is, is for the whole general, for the whole hub of the of the area. So yeah, look, look really looking forward to to utilising them. Hopefully next year when we do get a season, or even at the end of this year if we can um, scrounge up, up a couple of sessions prior to Christmas. I'd love to do that, uh, adhering to the restrictions that are in place at the time. But yeah, be, be, I just can't wait to run around on the oval and get amongst the boys again. To be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, obviously this year was cancelled due to the COVID, which was pretty disappointing. Um, but going on to next season, Eric's um, up there playing in the NT, but we're obviously shaping up pretty good again, you say? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, yeah, if we keep the kids like yourselves coming through the ranks and, and keep giving you guys opportunities, um, hopefully the re- reward will come back in our favour. And I think um, at the moment, Mitch Clark is the one that's gone to Kangaroo Island, so we'll, we'll miss him. Um, and no doubt we might get a few blokes... You know, they may retire or may just think, you know, my weekends are too valuable. Might do something else rather than play footy or sit on the sidelines or something. But I hope that's not the case and everyone gets back involved and gets really antsy and itchy feet because, I, I, you know, I haven't done – I'm still running my winter coat this year, but I, hopefully we can burn it off when we get some nicer weather and the days are a bit longer now, which is great, and get back into some normality. Yeah, 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 like the club culture and environment around the club, it, it um, definitely, like well, Connor and I are recommending it to people as well because it's, it's great, especially for youngsters and coming up through the ranks. I think uh, you'd be pretty silly to um, leave unless you had um, other things like uni and that sort of stuff. But, yeah, it's definitely a good place to be. Yep. Who uh, you- good call, good call. Glad you're spruiking that out. <laughs> yeah, got us yeah. around. Yeah, you got to get around it. Uh, who do you support in the AFL and... Who's your tip for the flag this year? It's obviously been pretty weird season and unpredictable, really, who's going to yeah. win. But Yeah, uh, I probably shouldn't say, but I am a Bombers man. <laughs> um, <laughs> much to most people's disgust. Yeah, it's not <laughs> worse than the Pies, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, back to the Bombers. Um, but I've got a bit of a soft spot for the Geelong Cats. 
Um, I really do hope the Cats Cats win it for Ablett. I think he's gone through a bit of a rough period and, and he's come back to the club to get that premiership. He's run every, won every other accolade. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm hoping the Cats win and then I reckon Lockie Neal will win the, um, yeah, the being well, the, the medal. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think that's a pretty good call, yeah. Yeah, he'd, he'd have to, I think. But Closey and a few of the boys would be wanting um, Brisbane to get up, you'd think. Yeah, oh, well, maybe you wouldn't either. Who knows, he might be dirty on them. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Um, that's about all we have for you, Nick. Thanks a lot for coming on and having a chat. And um, wish you all the best next year and in the future. And hopefully we'll be running around up there in the blue and white uh, with you back up there. So. Yeah, thanks, Blair. Thanks, Connor. And, yeah, look forward to some good times ahead and hopefully restrictions ease and we all get back around each other. Yeah, have good times. Yeah, fingers crossed. Thanks a lot for joining us, Nick. No, we'll catch you then. Good man. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. See ya. See you, boys.